You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04am. It's come time for our next quiz question. Then we've got heaps of texts coming through, especially about our um, interview as well with Justin, that Pastor Justin that we just had. So take it away, Lawson, please, with the quiz. Yes, our next clue for the quiz, the next question. Here we go. What did the fearful Israelite spies who explored Canaan say they looked like compared to the giants they saw? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text again. What did the fearful Israelite spies who explored Canaan say they looked like compared to the giants they saw? It must have been some pretty big dudes out there. I know, I reckon. Hey, well, I mean, they they just talked about the the basketball. Australia is doing Australia's doing all right. Like we 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 I think on a lot of those. Well, other than like swimming and rowing, I think we you know most other sports we struggle a little bit. Basketball is yep. one of those things because we just don't have the biggest market for it here but uh but hey you know there's some some pretty tall guys there so i'm just wondering i'm like man what what must have that been like you know to to walk into the land of canaan and be like wow we are small and to call yourself a name like this if you know the answer 0491 064669 give us a text we also want to shout out portland victoria which is right at the end of the great ocean road there and also hey maybe let us know if if you've been on the great ocean Mm. road before if you've had an awesome experience there, let us know too. Again, our number is 0491-064-669. Shout out everyone in Portland, Victoria, if you're from that area too, listening on 88FM. Absolutely. And hey, look, we've got some text coming here. We've got a text here from Margie saying, I wonder what the UK doctors will do with all the other cases of illness due to alcohol, drugs, cancer and so on. It is their choice to now prescribe a person's death warrant, not only on prescription pad, but in blatant public view without any shame. What is this world coming to? Yeah, what is this world coming to? Hey, yeah. with this situation, especially for for this young girl in that space. But um, and I, hey, I, I think like such a key aspect of of that case, and the, the thing that I keep coming back to because I'm like, okay, is it wrong for the doctor to suggest palliative care if the mm. person is dying? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is no. Like I, I don't think that is is. I think there is a, a lot of cases in which that is needed, and those yeah. steps need to be taken. But, but in so many cases, that's when somebody's so much older. That's in right. In this case, this this is a young girl who has yeah. a whole life before uh-huh. her, who was well beforehand. Obviously, had this underlying genetic problem that has yep. just now, of course, been sparked off with having had COVID. Um, and yeah, and yeah. I mean, people were on life support for such a long time who had COVID, and here there's they're going like, hey, on, no. Yeah, this is the key thing, I think, for, for this girl. And what is so sad about her situation is that, like, she is still alive. Like, yes. she's alive. She's talking. She's responsive. Yes. You know, like, if her, if her point, if her situation deteriorated to the point where she was not even talking and whatnot, like, that's one thing. But she is alive and she's like, I want to fight for my life. Like, mm. I want to live. And they're like, oh no, I guess we're gonna, mm. we're gonna cut this off. And then accusing her of being delusional as mm. well to the point where she can't even sign over her rights to her parents last oh. year. Like she's still alive now. Yes. And she's still fighting for her life now. Mm. And they're like, oh, one year ago when you made these conscious decisions to, you know, put the hands of your, 
the, the care, your care into your parents' hand and they can make those decisions to keep you alive and keep treatment going. Um, actually, we're, we're taking that right away from you. Mm, like Parents' rights are just being so, yeah, taken away. But even away. the right for this girl herself, it, because she's an adult as well. She's yeah. 19 years old. That's right. It, it's, it's like, you know, one of the most... One of the most difficult legal decisions or legal procedures to go through is overturning a will, mm. say, right? Because if someone has a will, once they're, once they're dead, it's set in it stone. It is set. I think set it's 99.5% of will disputes end in a, like a non-change, like a no result. A- absolutely. And yet there's, there's siblings that fight for it because they're not happy what's with what's yeah. been put in the will at times. And then that money is just, dis- you know, just dissolves into all of the law cases, you know, That's that happen right. around that. But in this case here, this person is actually alive, mm. is actually talking, is actually coherent mm. and it's like i want to live want, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that, that being right is being taken away from them completely so, well i think there's something there to be said about like you know the yeah when because again it's like the doctors they're fighting a, a battle as to someone's legal you know well-being mm. through the courts and it's like oh, and and the big the big aspect of it here is is that oh because it's government funded and and you know th- there are definitely some questions being raised there as to you know the government's involvement in healthcare and and whatnot so interesting stuff again if you have any mm, thoughts let us know absolutely and hey our other texts did you want to read those out oh first? yeah sure from Suzanne she writes far out I didn't know that if Donald Trump was in prison he can mm. still run for the presidency yeah I remember absolutely I read this can. a few months ago it just blew my mind I thought I thought once you're in jail you're considered a criminal and therefore like the highest position in the country cannot actually be gone for by this person Mm. and yet yeah their laws are quite different over there yeah absolutely so it's uh it is mind-boggling they they you still have a right to you have a right to run if the people want to get behind you they can Mm. Stuart writes and he says imagine a civil war with the weapons of today no more musket guns that fire every 30 seconds uh to 30 rounds per second cannonballs to artillery, you know, World War II fight up to seven rounds in 10 seconds, you know, to today. Like we see that mm. massive progression, of course, in the United States as well, around the time of the, you know, after, after the Civil War and around the time of the Civil War, they also developed the repeater rifle, which is, mm. you know, you had a musket before, which has took, you know, 30, 30 seconds or so to re- like a, a significant amount of time to reload. But then all of a sudden you mm. can pull a trigger and pull a lever. And then, so that was the repeater. Mm. But at the same time, you know, when uh, when Justin was talking about war for the US, mm. it's not necessarily civil war. The, the big thing here that we observe politically, particularly with the US, is that when the US fights wars, usually they get public um, public support as a result of that. Now, in some cases, that's not that hasn't been the case, whether it's, say, Vietnam or whether particularly the second invasion of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and all of those things happened, and it was like, oh, wait, this is actually an unjustified war for unjustified reasons. But particularly, you know, when we look at wars like, say, World War II, yeah. the Korean War, uh, the, the invasion of Afghanistan post-9-11, these kinds of things where it, it drummed up a lot of political support for the power, the, the power 
the party that was in power at the time because it's like, oh, man, like, you know, our country is is fighting and that this government needs our support if there's a change of... There's a a number of different factors. Um, Why? And, you know, often in crisis, if if a crisis is dealt with well by the government in power, Mm. that usually gives them the strength to, you know, continue to win votes and and win an election. Mm. And so really what we're seeing in the US is there might be a pressure politically Mm -hmm. for the country to go to war in order to drum up enough support from Mm -hmm. its citizens Mm. to keep the Biden administration in. Mm. And I can imagine a situation in which America has very much been hands-off currently with the Ukraine war. Mm -hmm. But, no, if the tides start to change and it's like, oh, actually, you know, very much the perception of the world at the moment is that the Ukraine is being unjustly, you know, invaded by Mm. by Russia. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, actually, you know, we're going to get boots on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go and fight a war over there. Mm. We, yeah, we can definitely. It's a situation in which they might go to that length in order to drum up political support. Absolutely, and you think that the, the divisions that are happening there in, in at, at, at at every level within families, within communities, you know, and that and that a country that has been considered a free country for so long, um, you know, if it you know, goes to you know goes to war in in this situation because of these situations, is actually yeah. going to be a place that is not going to be a safe place and that right. place of freedom that it's always been uh, known known to be. And that some people escaped. <laughs> from the war areas to America to receive freedom and safety. Yeah. And now, you know, that if that if that happens, of what could actually arise is just mind-boggling. And, yeah. and, and like Justin said, I think the key here is that the speed at which this is happening. And, of course, you know, we, 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 we're aware that, you know, economically things will then massively be affected. And when things are affected in the US, it means that worldwide economically and, and in other aspects and safety are affected in every possible way. Yeah. So it has a major ripple effect right which is why justin is saying hey look over the hill and be be aware of what is actually happening because it is going to have a worldwide effect yeah especially when you know the last two elections the 2016 and the 2020 a lot of issues that those elections were based around were issues of division yeah or that cause divide themselves issues of of identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we saw like in 2020, I remember uh, Joe Biden got on a podcast for, you know, a, he's a prominent African-American po- a podcaster and essentially said like, you're not, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Like wow. he said that, which yeah. is, which I think is like so offensive. And, you know, I don't think I'm here in the studio here at Faith Affair, you know, we're not sitting here as Republicans or Democrats. You know, when we look back to 2016 and even, you know, 2020 as well, the, these issues that divide were also, you know, among Republican voting issues as well. And it, because of these divisions, again, as much as I talk about America going to war in order to, to to drum up public support, you know, we saw that those divisions led to, you know, during 2020 and COVID and BLM, like wide scale riots and violence. That's it. And, and this is the key for us, you know, sitting here viewing this is, again, to win, to get political support, there is a need almost for violence, mm. uh, whether it's to go to war. And then we're talking about a potential assassination campaign against Trump. It's ultimately, you know, when I, I think my mind goes to, 
Second uh, Timothy chapter three, mm-hmm. or First Timothy second. I think it's Second Timothy chapter three, where it talks about you know the world at the end of time. Men will be men will be lovers of themselves, so and lovers, lovers of, of money, lovers yeah. of pleasure, lovers, lovers of money, yeah. lovers of violence, um, rather than lovers of the truth, lovers of God, and yeah. lovers of righteousness. Yes. And we're seeing this unfold before Absolutely. us. Absolutely. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Yeah, either way, the key is, isn't it, for us to be grounded in God's word and be ready for Jesus at any time, but but just to have our anchor in Jesus because troubled times are coming more than we can even imagine and expect and at a greater speed than we can ever, ever have have seen or, or could expect. Um, and so let's be anchored in God's word. And Absolutely. Spe- and speaking of that, let's go into our encounter with God time. We've been unpacking Ephesians. I don't know about you guys, but we have totally been loving it here and we hope that... Mm. You have too with what's been unpacked. And I know when we were studying, studying what we actually unpacked last week from Ephesians 5 and we were studying it at church, um, on Saturday at our church in Hillview, it was just, just great to, to unpack that together in a, in a group setting there as well. And, and really just know how God leads in every way by, with what Paul has written and getting us anchored in Christ, in Christ, in Christ is his key within Ephesians as well. But so we're actually looking the, at the theme this week of practicing supreme loyalty to Christ. And so we're actually moving on into chapter six and we ended off in chapter five about marriage and Christ and the church and the importance of submitting. Mm. It says, wives, submit to your husbands, but husbands love your wives as also Christ is the head of the church and he's the savior of the body and love, um, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And so there's this, this, this beautiful picture that Paul actually writes there about, about this equal submission one to another. Mm. But what we're going on to is something that is even stronger and more important is about obeying. That word obey is a stronger mm. thing in many ways than submit. You know, submitting is really important and submitting to, when we submit to God, it's about surrendering ourselves to Christ, Absolutely. isn't it? That's the key thing. When we surrender to Christ, then he transforms us and change is made in spaces that, that, um, are unimaginable. And so here, let's actually just start reading in Ephesians chapter six, verse one to Three, because this passage relates to children and parents now, which is interesting because he's covered the marriage. Now it goes about children and parents, Epic. and um, so and, and of course we're both, um, you know, we've both, um, you know, children of parents. You know, uh, yeah, I've been a child. We've been it's a child. Awesome. I've been a child. You know, um, and so here we go. Let's unpack it. Verse uh, chapter six, verse one to three. Please. The Bible says here, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father. Father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Yeah, oh, I hey. love I love this passage. So I love this passage because it often, you know, in the in the youth space, uh, um, on, yeah. along my uh, among my fellow young people, this is a passage that we uh, the, the people make memes about. So it's like mm. it's always these jokes about like you know when you're sitting in church and the pastor reads Ephesians six chapter one to three <laughs> and your mum punches you in the arm like hey see you know a baby like <laughs> that, that kind of thing. But uh, this is this is some fantastic advice here. It is, isn't it? I, I believe yeah, um, the children yeah. obey your parents for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long 
on the earth. And that and that's really interesting what he says with that. And of course he takes that from Exodus chapter twenty, which is on Mount Sinai. You know, the Ten Commandments were actually given to Moses. Um and you know it's also called the Mosaic Covenant. The first covenant is in Eden, you mm. know, uh with with Adam and Eve there. And then it's we've actually got the Mosaic Covenant and that there we've actually got the Ten Commandments. And of course this commandment is the fifth commandment. It's the first one, the first four relate to God. God, uh, you know, is about about the idols and remembering mm. the Sabbath and don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. All of those relate to God, and this is the first of the ones that relate to humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so here it says in Exodus twenty verse verse uh, twelve, it says, "Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you." Mm. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's it's just a it's just a re- some really fantastic advice. Um, I can imagine living in in Egypt in the wilderness. You know, furthermore, in uh, in you know the the land of Israel, mm. and the advice is given here. You know, it's a it's a moral command to to you know to love your parents to honor them. And there is like a lot that goes into honoring your parents. It's not just listening to everything that they say, Mm -hmm. but rather it is actually a command to engage in the the community of your family. Absolutely. Uh, and what that looks like is an, an honor and respect for them growing up. But furthermore, you know, the, the willingness to support them in their old age as well. And we saw that in Jesus' time that the, a number of the Pharisees had made loopholes to kind of scam their parents out of money, out of support in their old age. But the reality is, man, your parents just know more than you, eh? Oh well, the thing is, well, <laughs> like, <and> we, <laughs> your parents, your parents are just oftentimes smarter than you. Well, and the thing is, I mean, and we've talked about this even off air sometimes yeah. with you and Sheila and I. That as you get older, you get wiser. That's right, right? So you actually know more, and so listening to your parents is an important thing. However, sometimes for some people that can be challenging because sure. of the kind of lives that people, yeah. the parents may live. And so in some cases then when children are fostered out or adopted out, yeah. they, 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 by God's grace, go into a better home, you know, in with that. But when you actually think back to the Old Testament times, mm. that whole family, much like I've said before here, particularly in cultures like the Aboriginal families, mm. family is not just the immediate that we can tend to think of, of, my blood brother and my blood sister. Mm. It's also further extended, but it starts with that. This is what Paul is saying, mm. is at that level that's where it starts. But in the Old Testament, they moved around as families. You look at Jacob and, you know, um, and, and, and all the brothers, Jacob and Esau, you know, and, um, and, um, Abraham and Lot, they actually would move together. Mm. As one, you know, thousands of families, all their descendants. Mm. And so that whole obeying thing was really important yeah. and crucial, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, this, the obedience is talking about in the commandment here as well is one that is upwards and towards the parents. Yes. But again, from a perspective in which, like, 
when God is giving the command here, it's giving it to the children of Israel. Like if your parents are keeping the commandments, if your parents are walking in line with God, you know, and they have some uh, advice for you, particularly as a child as well. Yeah. Like you should definitely take it. I mean, in my case, you know, as much as I'm like, this is such an epic commandment. Like I come from Mm. a non-religious background. Like I, my parents are not church attending and they live a life that is different to mine. And in some ways in which they've like modeled life to me, I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't participate in that, you know, type of lifestyle anymore because mm-hmm. I've become a Christian and I'm, you know, I follow the rest, the rest of the Ten Commandments yeah. too. Um, but, you know, in, in that being said, like, man, my, I have fantastic parents. Like, Beautiful. like, you know, my, my mom and dad uh, split up uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's bit of a turmoil in in my family and and what we went through as a family that happening through you know 2015 2016 and the years after that but now like my parents love me like they they love me i i called both of them yesterday it was father's day i called my dad call my mom mm-hmm. i can talk to them about my life the things mm-hmm. that i'm going through like my my parents love me mm. my parents love me and so they deserve honor that, they, des- they deserve right. respect you know oh, and the work they put in right from the, the oh, early days man. when we that, are born you know right. in that sort of sense and i think you know in my case both my parents passed away almost 12 years ago um one towards the start of the year one towards the end of the year that was a really hard year for all of us mm. in our family and um and the thing but the thing is here like you know particularly my mum really modelled Jesus to us wow. in the home, like okay. really modelled um, that to us. And so did my, my grandparents from her side. You know, they were really strong believers. And my mum, you know, she she modelled it with the way she was to us in the home. Mm. And on top of that, really, even into our university years, so I was still living out home into our university years, which even though, you know, some, some of my friends were already living away from home by that, but culturally in the Polish culture, you would tend to, a bit, bit like here in the culture that, you know, this Grecio-Roman culture that Paul is writing in, it mm. was um, similar that we would in our culture stay at home even into our old years. Mm. Not as long as the Grecio-Roman times because they would live until, you know, the father was in, in, in his 60s, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, that sort of thing. So it wasn't like we were like really long time. But the thing is we did and... In our home, even into our university years, we would everything would stop at seven o'clock at night, and we would actually have family worship. Oh, that's incredible! And that was powerful for us, you know, in in where we would go in life with with all of that, because that time that we had as a family and that time of worshiping together and digging deeper into God's words was really significant. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson, and we are in our encounter with God time, but before we continue on with our Bible study time, we have our last quiz question for today. Lawson, take it away with this one. Here we go, last quiz question for today. Guys, get ready. This is a complete the verse, so fill in some blanks here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is blank, 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 mm. blank. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is blank, 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 blank. If you know the answer to that one, 
0491 Of course, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, 13 Weeks of Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. We want to give that to you absolutely for free. All you have to do is win the draw, which is happening on Friday. And to get into the draw, you just have to answer questions, guys. 0491 Again, that clue, that question was, blessed are, complete the verse, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is blank, 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 blank. Mm, absolutely. And we're going back into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, where Paul says, honor your father and your mother, mm-hmm. which is the first command with promise that you may, and that, here's the promise that he gives, that you, that it may be well with you and and you may live long on the earth. Children matter to Jesus, don't they? Hey? Absolutely. You know, and, and I think of, um, and, and have you found too that like when you obeyed your parents and when you still obey your parents, that it is well, like there's this beautiful relationship that actually happens. Um, and sometimes, yeah, when you get older, like I remember when I came back from the UK and uh, my mum, you know, would be saying or suggesting some things. And I'll, I, by then, I guess having lived in the UK for two years, I started becoming a lot more independent. And she, I remember, as you do. I, I remember, <laughs> as you do, and I remember her saying to my, me one time, you've changed. And I said, yeah, I've, I've, I've grown up a little bit more because I love that. like I wasn't necessarily I always that. agreeing with everything. But at the same time, it, we had to then work through that bit of change, that adapting of, yes, I've moved into adulthood a little bit now and therefore mum, hey, you know, in this space, you know, this is how you do mom, it. Mum, give me some space. <laughs> give me some Let me live my life. Yeah. Classic. And I remember when, then I moved, when I came back to Australia and then I moved away into state, when I moved to Sydney, she found that really, really hard. And I think a lot of parents do find it hard when their kids move away. But that whole, that whole obey, obedience and respect thing is to, is an important aspect that uh, needs to remain. And I think, hey, let's go back to, Matthew from Ephesians. We're just going to turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 5, and also Mark 10, 3 to 16. If you've got maybe Mark, Mark then, I might just do Matthew as well, because God, Jesus actually says here, you know, to his disciples, um, and that children are important. And we want to unpack that a little bit. Mm. Um, and also we're going to cover Colossians 3.20 in the sec as well. But let's let's unpack that. Have you got Mark? There? I got Mark 10, 13 to 16 in front of me where the Bible says here, then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. Uh, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms and he laid his hands on them and he blessed them. Yeah, he loved them and he blessed them. And he said to become like little children. Isn't that interesting? You know, and whoever wants to enter the kingdom of heaven. And here in Matthew also we have Matthew 18, verse 1 to 5. It says, At the time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself, that's a really important word there, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest and the kingdom in, in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. 
Mm. Let's unpack these two passages that little bit because what do you think in that space? Because, you know, when he says here that it's about becoming like children, is he mm. saying in behaviour or is he saying more here in this, in this respect that little children, particularly, you know, not to, you know, in, not to, the, the needs when a baby is born and in those early stages relies so much on a parent, don't they? Mm. relies so much on the parent in every way, in, in being fed, in being bathed, in being, you know, changed, the nappy changes and everything. But then as they're getting that little bit older too, there's still this incredibly beautiful, innocent trust. And the tr- greatest trust, of course, is to the parents, isn't yeah. it? Because of the love that they give. Mm. This is, And we're talking here about a healthy home, hey? We're yeah. not talking about really dysfunctional homes. But we're ta- talking here about in a home where there's incredible trust that is developed. And not only that trust, that trust is then something that transfers to other relationships mm. because of the confidence that is given to mm. to the child. And, you know, research as I understand it, and I know later in the week we're actually going to be getting um, uh, someone on our interview on Friday, I think, looking at family ministries and how that is really important in relationships, um, that parent and child relationships are so important because really then the way the parents are towards the child then as well it's like their loved the way that they love their child is something that will determine whether that child will naturally love them back mm. or not or not mm. and the way that the parents actually are towards their child will determine what the picture of God is to those children. Sure. What do you, I mean, what do you think of, you know, what Jesus is saying here about, yeah, becoming like children and humbling ourselves in that yeah, space? I think that's the key thing here is, is humbling ourselves to, towards God. Like, oh, like yes. is, is recognizing, you know, and, and it is just the natural flow of life. In fact, as much as the Bible says, obey your parents and honor your parents, it is also the Bible that propagates the idea that you should leave your parents. He said, mm. and we talked about this last week, you know, being joined one to another with your spouse mm-hmm. and leaving your parents. The Bible gives you advice. Hey, be autonomous people. Um, live a life in which you go out and participate in business or participate in, in trade and participate in, in working and, and have, have a life, have a skill. Mm. Uh, those things, and, and as a result, you raise a family and, and mm. whatnot. Um, and then your knowledge of uh, parenthood, let's say, you know, if you're living under the roof of your, your parents' house, uh, and you have children. It's like your knowledge of parenthood isn't necessarily secondhand through them uh, that you pass on to your children because you're like, oh, well, I don't really know what it looks like to be engaged in the world. Uh, not that you can't be engaged with the world if you live with your parents, but rather he, you know, there's such an advocation for like, hey, no, have your own life. So then, you know, the the next generation that comes through. Um, but again, what we see here is like, okay, you are called to have your own life, mm. to stand on your own two mm-hmm. feet. But that stand needs to be subject to God. Mm-hmm. It needs to be Absolutely. under his love, under his guidance, under his direction, and mm-hmm. then we can actually 
actually live godly lives. You know, 100%. eventually we grow and our parents pass away one day, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and for me right now, I've got two alive and well and healthy parents and, and I'm not looking forward to the time in which they pass away because I love my parents. Absolutely. I, I love having them in my life. But eventually one day, that, that's just the reality of, of things. My parents are going to pass away. And I'm going to be there, you know, with potentially my own children and my own family. And I'm going to need to be their parent. That, I, I'm going to need to to lead and to guide them. But it's like as much as I, I'm, I have to stand on my own without my parents, I still need to be subject to God. Absolutely. And that's the key. And in Colossians 3.20 nicely sums it up where it says it's pleasing uh, to the Lord when we actually obey our parents. That's mm. the key. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. And Lawson, it has come time for us to give our answers to the quiz questions. And we've had heaps of texts coming through, of course, which is fantastic um, for the start of the week. So keep those rolling in. The more times you enter, the more times you actually get the chance to go into the draw and win. Okay, take it away with our answers. Yes. The first question was, who did Peter address his letter to? And the answer was, the elect resident aliens, those who had found their home in different places of Galatia, Asia, and Cappadocia. Uh, the next one was, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3, who shall, who shall we judge? And the answer to that one is angels. Yes. Which is so interesting. I know. Like, I find that so fascinating. Don't like, you? Don't, hey. Well, because the point is being made there. It's like, hey, you need to sort out disputes in the church. And it's like, because don't you know that actually you'll not only judge the world, but you'll judge angels too. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wait, doesn't Jesus judge the world? And then this leads into a big conversation about the judgment, the millennium, these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Really interesting stuff. Mm. Uh, What group of people does Paul seem to (laughs) insult in Titus 1, 10 to 16? It is the the Cretans. The Cretans. Or the Cretans. Cretans, however you say it. Which has kind of become like a part of popular, you know, lexicon for English speakers, you know, I'm, like <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like and I, I hope I'm not offending anyone who lives in the world today. Yes. But it's like, like yeah, you you joke around like, oh, you're a cretin, you know, something like that. <laughs> but it's actually yeah. So it actually implies the people of the island of Crete, which is mm. just off, um, off of Greece. You know, not far from mm. Athens. I've been to Crete. Wow, amazing, just amazing through <laughs> there. But you know, of course. So Paul left Titus there. Because he actually said, you know, we need somebody that's godly there and leading the people. Um, yeah, that actually need to, that are rebellious people and not walking the right way. So, mm. yeah, that's that's the whole uh, context of that one there. What did the fearful Israelite spies who explored Canaan say when they saw, uh, what, what, you know, what did they compare themselves to when they saw the giants of the land of Canaan? And it was grasshoppers. grasshoppers. They're like, no. we are grasshoppers <laughs> in their sight, which is, man, these guys must have been massive. massive. Hey, yeah, just yeah. Huge. Like and they're just like, tiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then finally here, complete the verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom, kingdom of, of heaven. heaven. It's one of those part of the Beatitudes, you know, mm. that Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, just fantastic stuff, you know. And Jesus was all about the kingdom of heaven in every way, hey, with that. So just yeah. just really good verses there. Great work to everyone who gave correct answers throughout today and, and everyone who just tried, you know, everyone who just, uh, who just you know, 
continued to play, even if there is, some of your answers came up short. Uh, continue to play because you'll yeah. be going into the draw to win the amazing prizes. The more that you play, the more chances that you have. A few text messages here. Firstly, from Wayne, he writes, in regards to the government, we can see what is going on in the government. It's what you can't see in the underworld. Um, and he goes on to talk about here, it's these common, these people called common sense custodians or free citizens. Um, and he talked about how foreign correspondents, which is a news program here in Australia, talked about them last week uh, and some of the actions they're doing. And I, I kind of looked up a little, I don't really know much about this, but this is a movement in Germany mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. that is happening where a lot of people are calling themselves sovereign citizens or free citizens. This is something that's happening in, in the United States, in Europe, and all kinds of places. But they call themselves some sovereign citizens, so therefore they're not bound by German laws because they're like, oh, no, you know, I don't have to obey you. And this is having actually effect an effect on the government itself. Uh, and, you know, I think the reality is, and, and I love what uh, Wayne later wrote uh, here. He says, stand on your own two feet in the image of God or stand on your own two feet in the image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Uh, and that's the reality. You know, we can either stand in God's image following him or we can stand in the image of the world and we just have a clear decision to make. I think there are just so many different threats you know, to our lives, governments, you know, we, we, we can, can think about, oh, the, you know, the future of our country and da, 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 da. But at the same time, I can, I can, not that that's likely to happen here where I live here in Australia, but, you know, I can be walking down the street and get robbed and stabbed and die. Like, you know, all <laughs> kinds of awful things can happen. I can be driving on my way home from Faith FM this morning and crash my car and pass away. By God's grace, you won't. Uh, yeah, I hope so, you know, because I, I love speaking on Faith FM and I love yeah. life. Uh, but also, like, the key thing here is when we're walking in the footsteps of Jesus, mm-hmm. when we're following him, death, life, these kinds of things, it's important to observe. It's important to see what's happening in our world. But also we can have the confident assurance that God is working in us and he is leading us and that uh, we have nothing to fear. Mm. Lawson, what have we got for our giveaway for today, please? Free the- giveaway. Get ready. Sorry, just text. Get your numbers ready. 0491 And all you have to do is text in the word book or gift and you can actually get that if you're the first one in. Absolutely. I have an epic book to give this morning. Uh, this one's actually for the kids. Uh-huh. It is called Guide's Greatest Mission Stories by Laurie Peckham. Oh, this beautiful. is a compilation of just amazing missionary stories. Dude, like this is this is like action packed. This is like legit like Any mission stories are I mean action packed, I dude, reckon. Yeah, like pulled together. Like, for example, one of the stories that, that gives like a little bit of a little bit of a promotion for it, it's like wherever God's people goes, he goes with them. Machete wielding assassins flee when a horseman rides up, but the missionary they had been sent to kill can't find the hoof prints. Wow. It's like stories of like missionaries See? being in areas where they're like almost killed and they're mm-hmm. saved by God. Like these are Epic, epic, epic stories. It will have you on the edge of your seat. And it'll have your kids as well. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, to have your kids interact with these stories That's and be right. like, wow, like God is really helping his people Absolutely. spread the message. 0491-064-669. Text us at that number and you will be, be the first texter through. Just text us book and you will be, get this book absolutely free. You don't need to answer any questions again. It's 0491-064-669. And remember to talk faith, live fact, act faith and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we 
counsel's guide uphold you With the sheep securely fold you God be with you till we meet again Until we meet again At Jesus' feet Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.